Hey guys, thanks for tuning us in for this 44th episode of Good Questions with Cameron Toll. Special guests for this episode include Johnny Weir and his dance pro, Britt, talking about this season of Dancing with the Stars. We'll also visit with Wayne Nelson, you know him as lead singer of the Little River Band. Robert Dombey, the actor, will be talking about his new movie, Blackjack, the Jack Ryan story, and he will also talk a little bit about his latest music. We'll also visit with actor Michael Paré about his new movie, Middleton Christmas. And wrapping up the show will be country singer and songwriter Brecken Miles. He'll be talking about his new single, Megan. Might see if we can even perform for us as well. Again, thanks so much to Brandon Allen who put together the music for the podcast. Appreciate that addition to the podcast. Also want to say thanks to our sponsor for today's podcast, Smiley's Breezy Vapes. Of course, they're located at 313 Falcon Road here in Altus. They have red basket specials on their disposables. Check in with them on Facebook. You can also give them a call or send a text at 580-471-VAPE. That's 580-471-8273. Well, our first guest, Johnny Weir and his dance pro, Britt, going to be talking about the latest season on Dancing with the Stars. First off, Johnny and Britt, thank you so much for taking the time. It's our pleasure. Now, now, first off, Britt, I'm going to ask you, what was uh, what was your first thought whenever you heard that uh, that, that Johnny was uh, was your partner? I went through an array of emotions finding out Johnny was my partner. First of all, I was just beyond thrilled. And then I was shocked that Dancing with the Stars had given me him for my Again, first this episode brought to you by Smiley's then, Breezy Vapes you know, at 313 Falcon Road. Give him a call or send him a text at 580-471-VAPE. That's 580-471-8273. Do want to remind you, doors are now open with protective plexiglass and masks are required, for you, how has your comfort level on the dance floor improved? The largest selection of disposable flavors in Southwest. Coming Oklahoma. on the show Smiley's to where you're at today, how much is the difference Falcon Road it, here in Altus? Incredible. Up when next I look is back lead singer of the Little River Band, Wayne Nelson, talking about the their latest release. Our Waltz from last week. I mean, eight weeks into this competition, and I'm so proud of of the work that I've done. But I'm so proud of the relationship that Britt and I have built, and that we leave everything we've got on the dance floor. Um, the whole goal of this competition for me is to, to entertain people. Of course, in, in the summertime with, with the pandemic, I was supposed to be on tour in Japan, followed by uh, the Olympics in Japan, working for NBC. And um, it, it just, my summer was, was completely deleted, essentially. So as an entertainer, that's a really um, precarious position to be in, not only work-wise, but also emotionally. I, I live to make people smile and to, to entertain them. So um, coming on the show was, was just such a perfect moment for me. But the expectations are high on figure skaters on Dancing with the Stars. We have uh, several winners, and, and skaters always score well and do well in the competition. But um, unlike most figure skaters, I don't have a dance training background. I, I never had the extra funds growing up to to skate and to take ballet or jazz or modern or ballroom dancing to enhance my skating ability. So every bit of artistry that I have on the dance floor comes from 
within and comes from the skills that I learned while I was tra- skating and training and performing at the Olympics. So um, for me, my expectations on myself are always huge. I'm competitive. I'm a perfectionist. But uh, to, see it, to see it play out on a national stage in front of millions of people every Monday night has been just, just so fulfilling and so enriching. And, and whether I win or lose this thing, I know that people have enjoyed our performances, and that's why I've signed on. And Johnny, how nerve-wracking is it getting up in, in front of the judges and going through the, the critiques each week? How, how, how difficult is that for you now? Well, you know, I think of any of the contestants, I am the most, um, I've been judged the most in my life, <laughs> and um, whether whether it was on the ice or off it, I, I have dealt with being judged my entire life. And one thing you realize is is whether it's in your normal life or in the middle of the ice at the Olympics, I can't control what other people think or say about me. So I kind of put that in the back of my mind. Of course, I want great scores. Of course, I want you know the millions of American judges out there. <laughs> To, to support Brit and I, but after the dance is over, my work is done, and I just have to let go of the rest of the situation. I can't strong-arm the judges into giving me tens every week. So um, the, the critiques are not as bad as they may seem, and every critique that we get from the judges, I try to use in our training and really, really um, break down the dances and get better from the critiques from the judges because they're the judges for a reason. They, they're professional dancers and luminaries in this world, and um, every bit of information they can give me can help me. That's right. Now, Britt, what do you see as the as the biggest challenge in, in the coming weeks uh, for, for Johnny? Is there is there any specific dance that you think uh, poses the biggest challenge? Um, you know what? I think that there will be some dance styles that are challenging. I think in this process, we've learned that Johnny is really excels at the slower tempoed songs and surprisingly the ballroom dances as well, where he's in frame and. He really excelled in the Viennese Waltz last week as well. So I think looking forward to that, I think having those sort of performances will excel us. And then I think for us, our greatest challenge, too, is making sure that we get those votes um, every Monday. And we consistently, I believe, that we consistently bring strong performances. And so hopefully that that can continue and that will be reflected in the judges' scoring and then and then the votes, and then I think we should make it all the way. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Britt, you mentioned it. I'll let you, uh, I'll let you go ahead with if folks want to vote for, for Britt and Johnny come on Monday night, how, how are they going to do that for you? So everyone can vote a total of 20 times. You can vote 10 times by texting Johnny to two, one, five, two, three, and 10 times online at DWTS vote. ABC.com. And, and Johnny, what do you see as being the biggest challenge in the, in the coming weeks for you? Well, the competition is, is very fierce because, because of COVID and the, the, the bubbling that Dancing with the Stars has us in. So Britt and I are, are the only people that we see without masks. We're the only people that we're in close contact with. And the other couples are, are practicing the same social distancing from the rest of the world. We're tested constantly. But because of all of those restrictions, we're able to focus solely on the dancing and solely on our performances. So I think this might be the highest level of competition that Dancing with the Stars has ever seen. And it comes down to the fact that we aren't distracted by a million other things happening 
um, because, you know, all of the celebrity contestants have day jobs. We've got real things that we do with our lives. So um, the fact that we can focus on this so wholeheartedly makes everyone better and makes the competition stronger. So I don't see my dances as a challenge because that is my happy place. That is where I feel the most comfortable is when I'm out there dancing with Brit and this beautiful relationship that we've performed and the trust levels that we have for one another. Uh, the challenge is going to come from from outside things that I can't control. So whether Caitlin Bristow has a great week and is getting tens and looks like the favorite or Justina Machado looks like the favorite that week. I mean, there is no clear favorite at this point, and that is the most challenging part. So we need people to vote for us on Monday night to make sure that we make it to that final. There you go. And and Johnny and Britt, I, I always want to make sure and uh, and let our listeners know where they can also keep up with everything social media-wise. Uh, uh, Britt, I'll let you go first. Yes, my social media on Instagram is at Britt Benet, B-R-I-T-T-B-E-N-A-E. And then Twitter is at Britsy Stewart. And for me, my Instagram and Twitter handles are at Johnny, J-O-H-N-N-Y, G like girl, W-E-I-R. So Johnny G Weir. And then, of course, Johnny Weir on Facebook is my official, official fan page. So we're definitely very active and we're trying to get better through this process at our social media because both of us are kind of like grandmas and, and we, you know, we like talking face to face and making phone calls more so than, than uh, Insta stories. But I think we've gotten better, Britt, haven't we? We've gotten so much better. We're doing these weekly Saturday Q&As where we can let in on fans all things Team Brajot. And we have gotten better. These grandmas have started to excel at the social media platforms. well guys johnny and Britt, it has been great to visit with you guys this morning hope you guys have a great halloween weekend and uh, look forward to uh to monday night thank you so much again this episode brought to you by smiley's breezy vapes at 313 falcon road give them a call or send them a text at 580-471-VAPE that's 580-471-8273 do want to remind you doors are now open with protective plexiglass and uh, masks are required though to cover your nose and your mouth they do have new hardware available plus the largest selection of disposable flavors in southwest oklahoma smiley's breezy vapes 313 falcon road here in altus Up next is lead singer of the Little River Band, Wayne Nelson, talking about their latest release. Wayne, always good to visit with you, my friend. Same here, and there's certainly a lot to flash back on after a 45-year career of Little (laughs) River Band, so uh, uh, it's my pleasure, man. And uh, you guys have a a brand new digital single commemorating Veterans Day, the the Lost and the Lonely. And Wayne, first off, uh, tell us about the the inspiration for for the new single. Um, Lost and the Lonely came to us a, a, a few years ago, and I was immediately struck with the power of the music, uh, the power of the, um, and, and certainly the power of the message. The Lost and the Lonely is a, a song which honors the choice that young people make to join the military in the first place. Uh, if you think about life as normal, in any community, any family, uh, whatever, and through the front door comes son or daughter to announce they're going to join the military. And they're doing it because they want to go and make a difference and defend freedom. Um, and just think about it. You don't, you don't join the military to go to Nebraska or to Oklahoma. Uh, you, you join the military to go around the world to defend people 
who you don't even know um, from other countries, other cultures, other walks of life. It is a huge choice. It is um, of global importance. And I, I was immediately struck by that message that this is a part of that whole process that gets taken for granted. You know, suddenly the person's in uniform, they've got all the machinery, they're on their way, they're, they're, they're being flown, they're being deployed, they're coming home, but nobody's focused on that moment when they choose to make the, make the call and let the whole family know, their friends, I'm going, I'm leaving, I'm going to go, I'm going to go try to do my best. It's, uh, it's huge. And that's the part of it that struck me the most, the personal part of saying, I'm going to put my life on the line for people I've never met, but this is the, this is the way it has to be. And this comes off of, uh, of the album Black Tie, which is coming up for release next month as well. And uh, tell, tell our listeners, I, I think this is great, uh, getting the orchestra involved in some of the, some of the greatest hits. Tell, tell our listeners a little bit about uh, the, the making of that project as well. Well, um, I was in a conversation with an old friend, the drummer from Kansas, his name's Phil Ehart, and he said, he, he mentioned that he was uh, off to rehearse with the orchestra of the day. And he said, you know, you, could, you should add some orchestral arrangements to Little River Band's music. I got a guy, and he can listen to the tracks, listen to the songs live, and, and uh, come up with the charts, et cetera. It's a great idea. That would really work with Little River Band's music. There's no question. So I got on the bus, and I asked, I, I, I pulled the band. I said, what do you think? Should we tackle this? And um, our keyboard player says, you don't have to hire somebody else. I can do them. And I was kind of, I was a bit shocked. And he said, yeah, I studied orchestration in college. Um, let's do it. And I said, okay, let's do it. So he, he, he locked himself away for a, for a month or so and came up with orchestrations for the entire range of little river bands hits. And then along comes, you know, a new CD where he had to orchestrate some new songs as well, um, including the lost and the lonely. And um, they, they have, perfectly accented the, the, the emotion and the feeling of each of the songs. If you think about Little River Band's hits, you've got, you've got the reminiscing Lady and Cool Change section. You've got the Night Owls Help Us On Its Way section. You've even got the um, Happy Anniversary, you know, funk, uh, you know, a little bit of R&B disco thing. Chris found a way to put the orchestral touch on all of those songs to highlight the feeling within each of those individual songs. So when the, when the audience sees and hears this with, you know, people dressed in black and white, looking good and classy amongst us, uh, hippies, uh, it, it, uh, it really takes, really takes the show to a different place and people are really loving it. Um, we have not brought it to Oklahoma yet, but I look forward to that as soon as we can get COVID off our backs. Um, we've got, three or four shows scheduled, rescheduled actually, to come to Oklahoma next year. And um, I'm sure one or more of them could, could uh, you know, could work with the orchestra coming in and joining us. So I, I, I hope we get to do that. That's awesome. Now, Wayne, if, uh, if folks want to find out more information about the, the new album, the new single, and uh, everything else you guys got going on, where would they do that? Well, first of all, there's all the regular um, Facebook, littleriverband.com, um, Twitter, Instagram, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but in order to focus in on the new stuff, um, we are paired up with Time Life, 
and Time Life has put this single this week, uh, today, as a matter of fact, and the CD in two weeks. It's going to be on every digital outlet that people know. So all wherever they get their downloads from, from Pandora to Apple to um, uh, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera, around the world, go to your favorite digital platform. It should be there. Um, if it's not, go to littleriverband.com and tell us that you can't find it, and we'll figure it out. But um, it's a new world, and, and from one source, this is being released today around the world. Um, that's the way to do it. There you go. Well, Wayne, always good to visit with you, my friend. I, I hope you have a great weekend. And again, thank you so much for your time. Cameron, thank you. It's great to talk to you this morning. Take care. Do want again say thanks to Smiley's Breezy Vapes sponsoring this podcast. They do have their doors open now with protective plexiglass, but please, masks are required to cover your nose and mouth. They have red basket specials on disposables. Check in on their Facebook to find out when they have that next time. Otherwise, just stop in and see them at 313 Falcon Road in Altus. Smiley's Breezy Vapes. You can also visit them online, smileysbreezyvapes.com or on Facebook. Stop by and see them. 313 Falcon Road here in Altus. Smiley's Breezy Vapes. Up next, always known as a villain in most movies that I've seen him in, Robert Davi. Got a new movie, Blackjack, the Jackie Ryan story we'll be talking about. First off, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show. Well, I want to thank you for having me on. Thanks so much, Cameron. Now, now Robert got a uh, new movie out, uh, Blackjack, the Jackie Ryan story that's uh, in, this, in select theaters, also on VOD, available now, and... Uh, Robert, tell if if folks haven't seen the trailer, the previews, a, a little bit about the new film. Yeah, well, Danny A. Danny Abikaza, a friend of mine, directed it. We did a couple of films together, The Iceman, and then we did uh, Club Life and um, Mob Town, which came out last year. He's a terrific actor-director, but he directed this film. It's a true story based on Jackie Ryan. Now, it's called Black Jack, the Jackie Ryan story. Jackie Ryan is the greatest street basketball player that ever came out of Brooklyn who had a uh, Irish guy that had a bit of a conflict within himself that uh, and he never made it to the pros because of his own inner demons and this is a redemption film and he and he wound up later on falling in love and then getting his stuff together and he plays with the Harlem Wizards but he he created moves on the court that the best players in basketball, let's say from magic to, it was legendary about Jackie Ryan's moves on the, on the street basketball court. So it's this journey of this, this character, uh, Jackie Ryan, true story. And for you to be able to, to step away from being known as a villain, is, is being a villain, is that kind of, uh, is that kind of fun and uh, kind of a release for you, if you will? Well, you know, I played, uh, Humphrey Bogart and Mitch and they played tough guys, you know, I don't call them villains. I call them tough guys. And I did a show called Profiler that was on NBC for four years, which really created crime drama like CSI and Without a Trace and Criminal Minds. It was before all of those shows. We, we were the father of those shows. And I was the head of the FBI who created Profile, 
a profile, uh, uh, profiling. And I create, I saved more lives. Let me put it this way, Cameron, than I killed. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and I played Bailey Malone in that show, who was an Irish, uh, FBI agent. And this, I go back to my Irish roots and I play a father Brennan, an Irish priest, you know, it's a small cameo, but I wanted to, you know, show people, wait a second. I can, uh, uh, and Danny, as a director, had fun, you know, having me go cast against type and this little cameo for the picture of playing the priest of uh, Jackie Ryan. Uh, so uh, it was a, it was a, it's a lot of fun. The picture, the, the film is, is is enjoyable. It's, uh, like I say, a redemption film. And an Italian kid plays a, an Irish priest. So there you go. There you go. It's probably a, a redemption story. That's what everybody could use right now. Right, Robert? Absolutely. Something uplifting, you know, and uh, it's one of the reasons why I released. I don't know if you know, I sing, Cameron, but I released I released a single about a month ago called The House I Live In. Um, I did my first film with Frank Sinatra in 1977. Was a friend of his. And uh I then did an album that went to number six on Billboard Jazz that, uh, and, and have been touring the world, singing uh, and doing the, the Great American Songbook, which I think is the Shakespeare of America, the golden age of America, when we had a more romantic, let's say, world where we could tolerate each other a little better. Uh, and I think that the music had to do a lot to do with it. And um, so the house I live in, Sinatra received a special Oscar for in 1940s. Five, and I wanted to remind people the what it answers the question, Cameron. What is America to me? And it's a stunning song, a great arrangement done by Chris Walden, who has gotten eleven Grammys and did Stripes and then Bennett and Diana Krall and Buble and you know you name it. He's written arrangements for it. He's a modern day Gordon uh, Nelson Riddle. But uh, please check it out when you get a chance, Cameron. I, I will. And, and Robert, was was music the original first love for you? It was concurrent. I loved language and I loved, then I, we discovered I had a singing voice. And I think it, it was something that, you know, my grandmother sang in Italy and uh, there was always music around the house. My mother loved to sing. My dad wanted to sing at one point when he was younger, uh, right after the Navy. He went in the Navy after Pearl Harbor. He enlisted. But uh, and then came out to Hollywood actually to try to do something with that. Never, never, never worked out for him, but it did for me. And uh, I, I had a, a strong passion for for the opera. I won first place in New York State School Music Association solo competition as a kid in high school, and then went to Florence and studied, and then subsequently studied the last. Uh, Several years, I directed a film called The Dukes, where I sang one song. Me, Chaz Pomentary, and Peter Bogdanovich were in it. Great director. And uh, won nine awards. And that, I was encouraged by a lot of people to go back to the music, which I did. And subsequently, uh, you know, I got rave reviews, and uh, the, the, the album went to number six. And I've, got, I've been around the world, uh, Cameron, from... Estonia to Latvia to Sweden to Australia to China to Macau. The United Nations chose me to sing for their transformative power of music. Um, across America, I've sung. And uh, as I said, Quincy Jones brought 17 people to one of my shows and then left a wonderful uh, message uh, and endorsement uh, on his Facebook page for me. 
And uh, I've had 3,000 people in Budapest, 6,000 in Estonia, you know, 2,000 in Finland, and on and on and on, Australia. That's good stuff. Now, now, Robert, uh, again, the new v, the new movie is available now, Blackjack, the Jackie Ryan story, and also want to let folks know where they can go and and find out more about your music as well, sir. Yes, well, all streaming platforms have Blackjack, so you can get that now. It comes out November first. It may be out now, um, but it comes out, and you can get it on all streaming platforms. You know, the iTunes is great, Amazon, uh, you know, all, wherever you can get films, it'll be out. Uh, on demand and my album is on Amazon it's on iTunes it's on Spotify it's uh, uh, I have a couple of Christmas songs out there I've got a another uh, tribute to uh, it's called Dobby Sing Sinatra on the Road to Romance is the album uh, that Phil Ramone produced one of the greatest record producers of all time and um, uh, the house I live in that single is out there I, I wish people I wish you would check that out because it's such an important song and it has a uh, a tremendous history because, yeah, you know, I'm sure you know about that song there, Cameron. Yeah, that is that is good stuff. And uh, again, check out on all streaming platforms. And uh, Robert, great to visit with you again this morning, sir. Hope you have a great week weekend and I'll, I will be checking out that music as well. I appreciate that, Cameron. Again, this episode brought to you by Smiley's Breezy Vapes at 313 Falcon Road. Give them a call or send them a text at 580-471-VAPE. That's 580-471-8273. Do want to remind you, doors are now open with protective plexiglass and uh, masks are required, though, to cover your nose and your mouth. They do have new hardware available, plus the largest selection of disposable flavors in southwest Oklahoma. Smiley's Breezy Vapes, 313 Falcon Road, here in Altus. Our next guest, Michael Pare. Remember him from Eddie and the Cruisers? Well, we'll be talking about his new movie, Middleton Christmas. First off, Michael, always good to visit with you, my friend. Good to be here. Good to be in Oklahoma. And, uh, and Michael, we talked about uh, the, the new work, and uh, you're working along with Eileen Davidson, among others, on the, the new film, Middleton Christmas. Tell us a, a little bit about uh, the new film. Yeah, Middleton Christmas. I play uh, a single dad with PTSD, and my son turns 18, and his first act as an adult is to donate his kidney to his girlfriend who just got in a car accident. So it's, it's really a heartwarming story about good parenting and, and heroic children and Christmas. Eileen Davidson is the principal of the school where I am the, I guess you call the, um, I'm the janitor, but what is that called? They call it an engineer. Um, Custodial engineer. Maintenance engineer. Yeah, I'm the maintenance engineer of a private high school, and uh, that's how I get my pay for my son's tuition. But, you know, it's this really great little story, and we end up with a big high school Christmas production. And that's an original song. This is our Christmas song that Suzanne De Laurentiis wrote, uh, who's the producer of the show. And, uh, you know, come on, you know, if you start to feel depressed, this is definitely going to bring up your spirits and make you feel like, you know, life is pretty good. <laughs> and and I think that's something we're all having to find is uh, is where the good lies, and hopefully we've been able to find a little bit of that in uh, in our alone time this year, right? Yeah, right. Well, you know, if you're not happy alone, you're in trouble. 
That that's right. Now now Michael, uh the 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 cast on Middleton Christmas and now going out doing doing the marketing. I mean, how much different is uh, is putting a project out this year as opposed to anything you've done before? Well, you know, there's a lot more pe- people are staying home a lot more by choice or by demand, you know, or by pedic, I guess I don't know what you would say. But um so there's a lot more television. People can't go to the movie theaters. So Streaming and DVDs and stuff like that is uh, where it's happening. So, um, you know, getting out there and uh, make, getting people aware of what's what's available. You know, not, I don't notice that many. Uh, they don't advertise movies anymore. Yeah, there's not a, there's not a lot of those. That's for sure. Now, being uh, be, being worked on a, on on an independent indie release, if you will, how much different is is the process from from the uh, the, the actor standpoint working on on an independent film that's being put up? The process for the actor is the same. I mean, uh, no matter what the budget on the movie is, it comes down to hitting your mark, make sure you're in the light, and giving a performance. It's like you know, if you do a play, it doesn't matter how big the uh, venue is. It's still the same job. Um, however, because it's a smaller independent production, there's less um, conferencing going on. You know, there's usually one or two people making the major decisions. The producer and the director and the writer are, are about it. And there's not a studio and distributor and uh, you know advertisers who are all chiming in on what we really want to see in this movie it's you know it's more of an artsy endeavor it's like doing a little play actually and whenever you get uh, get a new character a new role how long does it take you to to start feeling comfortable in in the skin of the new character well you want to get the script as soon as possible but that's not always possible but suzanne pitched this story to me about two months before we shot it and the idea of a, a single dad with ptsd who's working as a janitor in a private high school you know, you just kind of get your head around that. And then uh, when I got the script about a week later and I realized, oh, my goodness, look what happens in this story. You know, it just uh, it just drew me in. It wasn't really that much work as, uh, you know, just letting myself absorb what was actually going to happen. And you know, it- um, it's at that point where you're, my son is becoming an adult. And, you know, often family, you know, this is where parents have their out, you know, where you're going to punch your son and find out that he could probably knock you out, you know. But in this story, it's like he's, his first act as an adult is an incredibly selfless, um, you know, generous thing. I don't know. I don't want to give it away, but he donates his kidney to his girlfriend who gets in a car accident. You know, that's it's a very heroic and courageous thing to do at 18. That's right. And uh, uh, again, Michael, if, if folks want to find out uh, more information and, uh, and also pick up the new film, Middleton Christmas, where can, uh, where can they find more information? Um, I guess on the Internet. Uh, it's Uncorked Entertainment. Yeah. Uncorked Entertainment is uh, releasing it. It's on a Beyond DVD. And John will tell you, uh, I, there's a link. You know, I, I'm not, look, I'm kind of Internet savvy. Come on, we're talking on Zoom. But, uh, you know, things happen a little differently. I can't just say, you know, it's at AMC across America. Well, it is Middleton Christmas. It's available on Video On Demand and uh, all of the other platforms as well. I can promise you that. I do know that one, Michael. But uh, Uh, That's it. Video On Demand. (laughs) 
There you go. Well, Michael Paré, always great to visit with you, my friend. Looking forward to the new film, and uh, hopefully we can catch up again real soon, my friend. Hey, have some nice holidays here in Oklahoma. Well, guys, our final guest on today's podcast is a country singer, songwriter, uh, Brecken Miles. We've gone back a few years. I think this is, uh, like we mentioned, the first time face-to-face, even though it's not in person. But, uh, (laughs) Brecken, thanks for taking some time today, brother. No, thanks for having me guys on here. It's awesome. Now, Brecken, this year, 2020, the the Zooms, the, uh, the the phone marketing and all that stuff, how much has the landscape changed for country music for you this year? Well, to give you, for instance, I had to build this wall behind me. <laughs> um, man, it's been crazy. You know, the, the beginning of the year, it started out with a bang, right? You know, January, February, it was, it was great, playing a lot of shows, um, kicking off the new year in, in, on an awesome note. And then all of a sudden this COVID stuff hit and everything just stopped. Right. And so um, I have a lot of uh, quote unquote FaceTime with my computer and my cell phone with uh, talking with fans and doing a bunch of podcasts and playing some live shows and stuff like that. And it's, you know, when the, when the restrictions kind of lifted again, it was great because I was really got to the point where I was like, I don't even want to do this anymore because I can't see anybody's face. Like I'm just, I'm staring at myself singing songs. I'm like, I can do that in the mirror if I want to. Um, so that was awesome. And now it's kind of going, it's like this teeter totter, you know, flu season's right here now. And so people are like, is it COVID? Is it flu? We don't know. Let's shut everything back down again. It's like, okay, well, you know, come end of November, December, all my gigs are canceled again. It's like, well, what's up? <laughs> so what is, uh, what, what, how does Halloween look for you this year? Man. So Halloween is always, always a blast. I'm actually uh, not playing this time around. I played the last couple of years. Um, my, my wife and I are, let me rephrase this. My wife is very big into um, the spiritual, um, like medians and stuff like that. And so we're having a little get together at our house on, um, on how it's tomorrow, Halloween. Um, and we have a median coming over and she's going to tell us pretty much how messed up our place is and, you know, how many ghosts are around and do some tarot card readings and stuff like that. I'm like, we can do it outside. Like, because she off the bat, she goes, you guys have to sage the house, the whole house before I come in, they have to sage the whole house. When I leave, I was like, that's a lot of saging. <laughs> like, let's just keep it outside, you know? So it'll be a fun time because, you know, my birthday is November 1st. So it always falls, you know, the day after. So, um, you know, I plan on waking up to some pancakes or something. There you go. <laughs> and uh, the, the new music, like we said, uh, we, we, we followed for, uh, I don't even know how many years it's been, uh, anywhere from five to eight years. I've, I've, I've known your name and been, been playing your music. And tell us a little bit about uh, the, the new single and uh, getting, some, getting some feedback out there as well. Yeah. So the new single is called Megan. Um, it actually came about, you know, being, being a musician uh, and working some other jobs. My wife also having numerous jobs now add a two-year-old baby to the mix. We were literally passing ships in the night. We barely saw each other as usually high goodbye um, and got to the point where it came to, we we're going through a separation. And when the pandemic hit, it just, it smacked us right in the face. And we had to stop everything we were doing, which was awesome because it gave us that opportunity to reconnect. Um, it's what we needed for us to, you know, figure out, you know, why it is we enjoy each other's time with each other, um, you know, the love that we originally had for it. And so the first month when we all just sat home, I did all the projects around the house. I was like, I got, you know, our house is 1896. So you can imagine all the old plaster and lat and stuff like that. So I'm chipping out things and recoding in and painting and whatever else. And then our governor goes, 
yeah, we're going to do another 30 days. And me and her looked at each other like, no, we're not. So we uh, packed up the car with our daughter and head down to Nashville, um, went to my publisher's house down there. And then we ended up down in um, her place down in St. Augustine, Florida. And so while we we're sitting out, Megan and Remy were outside playing by the beach and Melissa, my publisher came up to me and she's like, I have this idea for a song. I'm like, what is it? She goes, Megan. I was like, huh? And literally the song just, it, it's, it's the truth of our life. You know, so when people actually now know the story behind it and they actually listen to the lyrics, like, holy shit. Like that is, it is by far the most truthful song I've ever written, you know, and all, I get all my inspiration, obviously from a lot from Megan and stuff, my family and in there too, like one of the things we did during quarantine is um, we bought this YouTube channel, which was learn how to dance. And so she always said, I want to learn how to dance. And so in that line, I'm like, you know, what if I held your hand more and we learned how to dance? So it's like, it's all, all those little in, things in there, which, you know, makes it, it's really a truthful song. And for you, the writing process, what's the, what's the first thing that comes to you? Is it, is it, uh, or is it different each time? Honestly, it's different each time. Um, I most of the time will start like thinking of, or I'll hear somebody say something um, and I'll just kind of like, oh, that could be a song title. And I'll start kind of in my head. And then if there's a guitar around me, I'll start just kind of picking the guitar and figuring out what can kind of sound good with that. A lot of times if I'm going to a co-write and we have ideas, I'll just start playing the guitar and figuring out something that I, how I know I want something to sound. And we just kind of fit it to that or we can change it around here and there. But it's really different every single time to be honest with you. Has it been harder or easier this year to, to find the, uh, the, the inspiration? Um, it's been a little harder. Uh, I've only written like three or four songs so far, um, which is nothing compared to what I normally sit down and write. Um, but you know, the ones I have written have all been like these like deep truthful kind of stuff, just kind of like a reflection wise, um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to get back out there and start doing some more you know, Zooms uh, with different artists that I've worked with in the past and, and, you know, see what they've, you know, how their lives have been and, and kind of come up with some new ideas and, and pumping out some more songs as well. How different is it uh, doing a writing session over Zoom as, uh, as opposed to in person? You know, the, the main difference is I can't give you a high five, like, yeah, what's up? Um, you know, it's, the hardest part too is internet connection. Um, so you'll be playing something, whatever else, somebody's typing down or writing. You're like, wait, what'd you say? You know, cause you're not, you're not right next to the person to hear them and it might be a leg or something like that. So I think the hardest part is, you know, just the, the technology of it. Um, there's a whole lot of different, um, I call it like camaraderie when you're actually in the room with the person, you know, for the most time, every time I co-write with somebody, like we walk in the room, if I've never written them before, we take the first 30 minutes, we get to know each other you know, Hey, how's your day? How's your dogs? You know, how's the big, great name, you know, stuff like that. And, um, you know, then we kind of start going through the motion and kind of figuring out like, Hey, I have these ideas. I have these ideas. Or we'll just be like, what about this idea? And we'll just come up with them together. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it's nice to be able to do it in person, but you gotta do what you gotta do. That's right. And, uh, now I, I know we talked about the new single and uh, I even, I think I kind of twisted your arm and asked you if you, you might be willing to even play something for us today as well. Oh yeah, we'll do it. <laughs> so yeah, so this is a new single. It's called Megan. Find it everywhere. Um, right now we're really pushing towards Spotify. We have some cool links on there. Uh, got a new webpage built up. You know, you can be like, hey, Alexa, play Breck and Miles, and it'll pop up there, Google Play, all the good jazz. 
or you just come to your podcast and listen to me play it. Perfect. All right, here it goes. I'll just start with my heart. It's where it all began. The day I laid my eyes on you, I found my best friend. But now here we are. You got one hand on the door. I was a guy that made you smile. Now you can't take no more. But like a tidal wave, stronger than a hurricane, my love for you is just as true as it was the first day. But sometimes it feels like chasing away. I saw the look in your eyes like okay where are we going with this uh, that, that was awesome that was uh, that was perfect uh, that was a perfect ending to it <laughs> now as uh, as the single grows how is uh, the zoom schedules picking up for you as well yeah it's been um it's been crazy it's been awesome at the same time um this is probably the most um how do i phrase it publicity i've gotten with a song um, you know, I'm working with Martha Moore and, um, more media, um, obviously my publisher at Ryan partners and man, they are packing my schedule and getting a little scared too. Cause hunting season's coming up and I'm like, Hey guys, like, you know, I got some other things to do, but no, it's been, it's been a blast. Um, I have you today. Uh, I think I have one Saturday tomorrow for a little bit. And then they kind of just go throughout the week. Um, random times, you know, people are on the East coast, West coast, um, so it's, it's, it's fun. I enjoyed it. Last night I got to take over somebody else's Facebook. It was like 300 followers or 300,000 followers. Got to play, you know, five original songs on there. And so it's cool to get their fans to see me as well. So it's been a blast. 
that's good stuff. And, and, and how hard is it? This is something uh, I, I don't know if you've ever been asked. How hard is it to, for you to sing Megan with with my ugly mug looking back at you? Man, I'm, I'm just I was staring at your eyes the whole time. It was, it was beautiful. <laughs> it, it, it hurts me to hear that. <laughs> now, now, Brecken, if uh, if folks wanted to keep up with uh, everything you've got going on, upcoming uh, upcoming dates as as those become available, where do where do folks get that information as well? Right. Um, the best way to find the, all the dates is as soon as I get booked, I go right to my website now. Um, and thank you again for um, listening on them for getting my website redone. Uh, BreckenMiles.com. It's spelled just like Colorado, B-R-E-C-K-E-N-M-I-L-E-S. Well, that's not part of Colorado, but you know, <laughs> um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, um, pretty much I have a TikTok now. Somebody had me get one of those. So, you know, we can TikTok and do those things or whatever. So uh, pretty much any major social media, it's all, you know, under the, the name Brecken Miles and you'll find me. All right. Well, Brecken, thanks for uh, for stopping by. Thanks for uh, playing a tune for us as well and introducing us to your wife. <laughs> no problem. Thank you again for having me on. Thanks again for joining us for this 44th episode of Good Questions with Cameron Toll. If you ever have a comment, question, or anything else you'd like to know, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, all at GQ with Cam. If you'd like to help out in the funding for this podcast, feel free to click the support tab and follow the instructions. If you have a special guest idea, feel free to email me, gqwithcam at gmail.com. <laughs>